You're listening to The Angry Mason, building a hot shit podcast brick by brick. I'm your hot shit host, Angry Mason Ryan, and here's my podcast partner, Angry Mason Dan. Ryan, it's a very special 25th episode of Angry Mason's Live, previously recorded, here in Grand Junction, Colorado. Silver anniversary, baby! Not only that, but we've got a special, special guest. And now, all the way from the mean streets of Jupiter, Florida, here with us live in Grand Junction, Colorado, the one, the only, PDP Moose. Welcome to Grand Junction, Paul. Hey, thanks for having me. It's been a great uh, few days here with my uh, best friends hanging out with me here in Grand Junction. And even better, it was a great excuse for me to get out of work for a few days. So thank you, fellas. Appreciate that. Oh, not a problem. It's glad to be here. Mm-hmm. And so uh, what do you think about uh, Colorado so far? Um, I haven't got any ticks yet, so yeah. Yet. Good. Yeah. Uh, and good. what the uh, listeners don't know is that you have an unreasonable fear uh, of encountering ticks here in Colorado. <laughs> it's, uh, it's been a daily conversation piece. You know, I have a good friend who unfortunately has Lyme disease, and it's awful, and no one should have it, and I feel bad for her, and I don't want it, and I don't have anyone to check me for ticks. So, <laughs> unless one of you two want to you know, <laughs> get on that bandwagon. Out. Yeah, I'm out, too. Yeah, you see on your own Okay, there. so... <laughs> That's why I don't fuck with no trees out here. Oh, fuck Colorado. All right. Okay. Well, uh, fortunately for you, Grand Junction on the western slope in the desert section. So uh, we got to take a little trip to the National Monument the other day, and you got to see Colorado uh, desert style. Uh, PDP, no fear of ticks over there. What have you thought of Colorado so far? I think it's beautiful. Yeah? You ready yeah. to uh, pull up stakes from Florida and move here? Well, I don't think I can, but <laughs> if it was possible, it would be a place, fun place to live. Live, oh, yeah. live my life as Harambe would want me to. Oh, you know, it's funny that you should say that because I've had that song in my head for a week since your last visit, PDP. Yeah, that's the one. Now, now come on, PDP. You have to be honest. First time we did that, you didn't know what Harambe was. I did not. I thought it was a new uh, genre of music, and I didn't. I didn't want to be, you know, Elon appear Musk, to be man. ignorant of what's happening. Yo, I'm done with that Harambe scene. Yeah, I just. I thought I would just roll with it. You thought Elon Musk was just like he was like a pioneer of hip hop, and he was starting a new fad called Harambe. Yeah, and I was wanted to be in on it. Oh, wow. Well, I'm glad you're educated now because, you know, I spent a couple of years, as I may have mentioned once or twice, I spent a couple of years in Cincinnati. And uh, one of the dark times there while I was in Cincinnati was the poor premature death of Harambe. Uh, it cast a dark pall over the town. You know what? I'm going to pull my dick out for Harambe right now. No, uh, no, no, no. Oh. I know we usually say there's no rules, uh, but you're in my house, so I prefer if you just 
keep the pants on this time. Oh, okay. So it's no rules as long as we're like thousands of miles away from each other. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, this is the unspoken rule. <laughs> no, is. it's just unspoken. So this is the spoken yeah. rule. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, when we're far apart, you do whatever you want. But here, the unspoken rule is uh, keep your pants on. You know, I'm, I'm feeling repressed. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry about that. But uh, I, I'm glad you guys are here in Colorado. I've had an amazing time hanging out with you and, and kind of showing you the land here. Although uh, a good friend of ours continually lets us know how much better it is on the Denver side of the mountains. Yeah, I mean, I'd never heard that before. Yeah, I mean, I hope he brings it up again. Yes. Uh, and lets us know what a terrible mistake I made uh, moving over here. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. And, and PDP has been to enough large cities. Uh, you have... To know that all large cities are the same. Large basically cities, large the same. Cities. Yeah, exactly. This is authentic Colorado. Booyah. With exotic dineries like Arby's <laughs> and Sonic. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And I've taken you some of those exotic restaurant locations in your time here. Oh, Freddy's. Uh, Don't forget Freddy's. I mean, that was clearly a highlight. Uh, Freddy's Steak Burgers. You know what? Freddy's might have taken a couple years off my life. It was so good. It is excellent. And Ryan, that, just in case you, I didn't mention... They have custard. Yeah. I don't fucking know custard. Wow. Okay. All right. It's too close to flan. <laughs> flan. Uh, that's, that's I, don't get me wrong. I have nothing against Latin culture, but I don't fucking know flan. Flan. Whatever you call it. Uh, while we're talking uh, about Angry Masons in our podcast, Ryan, I just want to apologize to all the listeners because of my disruption to our schedule over the last few weeks. You know, I wasn't going to be the dick who brings it up, but... Uh, no, you would have, eventually. So I just thought I'd head you out, uh, head you off, and uh, and go ahead and put it out there. It's my fault, everyone, uh, that we've disrupted the schedule. I've been working hard and traveling around the country. Unfortunately, uh, there's no end in sight to that. So uh, you may see some more erratic scheduling for our uh, Angry Mason Nation. But rest assured, we're going to have episodes come out sometimes. That is correct. So you can set your <laughs> clocks occasionally by how often our episodes uh, are published. Occasionally set your clock. <laughs> That's right. Now, having uh, said that public announcement and uh, the three of us here together in the same room for the first time in years, uh, which is dangerous to the fabric of space and time. I or your marriage. Out there. Yeah, that too. <laughs> That too. No, uh, my wife is a very patient woman. She's put up with me for 20 years. So uh, this is no big deal for her. Yeah, no, your wife is super cool. Mm -hmm. uh, despite her never listening to the podcast. That's right. Which I don't hold a grudge over whatsoever. She shuns us and I don't bring it up at every opportunity. Okay, that's I do not. Probably good. That's <laughs> I don't good. bring that up every time. Well, because she's not making it a thing. She, she's creative herself, right? I mean, she does more work with her hands. That's true. Uh, yes, my wife is a potter. Uh, she makes beautiful uh, asymmetrical. Oh, like Harry Potter? Oh, a Harry, oh, a Potter. No, <laughs> you get a Quidditch. That would be. Has she been to the family that reunion? Is she is Slytherin. <laughs> no, uh, she makes pottery. Oh, pottery. Oh, oh, yes, yes. So I know um, a couple potters back where I live. Is that right? Yeah. All right. Well, nothing to do with ceramics. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't uh, Harry's cousin Hank? Yeah. <laughs> Hank, Hank Potter. <laughs> well. With that, let's go ahead and kick off the show with, uh, you know, just a little bit of Wacky News. Fellas, 
Uh, I gotta tell you, we usually hold off on the Florida Man stories until the end of this segment, but uh, today we're at ninety percent Florida Man, Ryan. This is what happens when we take a little time off. It is. Those stories just seem to stack up. Uh-huh. And in honor of your visit here, the both of you from Florida, I thought we'd pepper in a uh, healthy dash of Florida Man stories. You know, we actually brought some Florida with us. Uh, this arid desert mm-hmm. rarely gets rain, except when we mm-hmm. and I are here. It's true. It's raining and hailing. Oh, it did hail on some It did, yeah. So thanks a lot for bringing your storms up here. Uh, to my paradise. But, nice going. Uh, as you can see today, this is more reflective of our normal weather. It's a beautiful uh, high of 70 degrees. It's pretty nice out there. Oh, it's so nice out. I think I'll leave it out. Wow. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I don't have to run my <laughs> air conditioning constantly like you do in Florida. Yeah. 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 That exactly. is definitely a big bonus. It is. So uh, our first story isn't about Florida men. It's about a Florida woman, Ryan. And this one is from Hudson, Florida. Oh, Hudson, the uh, the jewel of Florida. I think that's the official motto of Hudson, Florida, actually. Jewel of Florida. Really? I thought it was fuck off. <laughs> fuck <laughs> off, this the, is uh, Hudson. It's <laughs> the unofficial one, PD. Uh, I, I don't think they're official. I don't think they put that on their city insignia. It's on the side of the cars to protect and serve. Fuck off. <laughs> you know, they could and no one would question them. No. I don't think they would. Uh, I don't think they would. Well, uh, it's in Hudson, Florida, and it's an 18-year-old woman who is accused of battering store clerks who tried to stop her after she <laughs> stuffed a club stacker sandwich, sausage breakfast sandwich, a can of Pringles, and two Lunchables in her <laughs> yoga pants. In her yoga pants? Really? The, like the tight-ass yoga pants where almost anyone could be your gynecologist? Those two yoga <laughs> pants? I think that's it. I'm not sure where she was trying to stash them or... What she assumed everyone would think about junk in her pants. I'm junk in her pants. Have, does she have a lumpy ass by nature? <laughs> or is what? maybe she put it up front? Oh. Pringle, uh, so what you're saying is club sandwich or Pringles can in the front. Everything else uh, in the lump section in the trunk. Lump section? I, mean, <laughs> I guess you would have to tell me. I... <laughs> I mean, that's where I would put the stuff. Well, uh, according to the Pasco County Sheriff's Office, uh, the woman entered the convenience store at 8.42 p.m. and concealed the food items valued at $15.35 in her yoga pants. As she was leaving the store, the manager and night clerk approached her about the theft. She shoved both employees and fled the store. Ah, ah. I made a break for it with a clean getaway. How far are you getting with Pringles in your pants? Hey, just around the corner. Open them bad boys up. <laughs> <laughs> What's it popping? Don't stop. No. They can't stop you. You already eaten those damn Pringles. There's nothing they can. Oh, do. they'll let you finish. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was picked up by deputies shortly after and taken to jail, where her bail was set at just six hundred and fifty dollars. Definitely wow. worth that fifteen dollars. Yeah, food. yeah. Hmm. She's not very good at being a criminal. No. Well, no. she just needs to change her pants. Yeah, you know, <laughs> she would have gotten away with it if it was nineteen. 19- 89 and she was wearing empty hammer pants. Oh, all those zippers and pouches? Oh, yeah. You could put almost anything in there. You could put a turkey in there. <laughs> a, a live turkey. She could have just like shuffled <laughs> sideways out the door. Yeah. Like, no one would, no one would be the live Oh, no. Uh, Sweet empty hammers here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blast for the past. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Look at his junk. <laughs> all right. Well, moving on. Uh, now, as you guys know, being from Florida like I am, Orlando is a town full of mascots. Yeah, you got the uh, Golden Knight. 
Yep. That's a thing. That is one. It is. Maybe not their most well-known, but it's a good good first start. Are you talking about, like, the rat and the fucking... What's the universal one? Um, no, they have a dinosaur, maybe? <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure. Well, let's suffice to say... Uh, seeing somebody in a costume in Orlando is not an odd thing. No. Uh, you will see someone in a Mickey outfit or Goofy or something like oh, yeah, that. Or just community. wearing Goofy outfits. Is there something you want to tell us about Orlando that we don't know? I, I know they can go yiff in hell. <laughs> Whoa. Um, oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that sounded dark, so let's not go there. But <laughs> recently, visitors to Orlando were treated to quite the scene. Yiffing is dry rubbing, by the way. It's like oh. dry humping and, uh, like, furry costumes and you just kind of go at it but not really and just you know dry humping's not really going at it well i think i think it goes from dry to wet in like a couple seconds oh okay you know uh, i don't think anyone asked you about that you just <laughs> had to volunteer that on the podcast again well someone might be listening to like what's yiffing why would they yiff in hell well that's a good public service yeah so you're welcome yeah mm-hmm. okay. thank you all right well Anyway, visitors to Orlando were treated to quite the scene in the downtown where uh, someone was dressed up as the Easter Bunny. And uh, uh, he was touring from bar to bar, apparently, as the Easter Bunny. Uh, Unfortunately, he got caught uh, between two people were fighting. And uh, guys, that Easter Bunny kicked their ass. It's a Easter Vigilante Bunny? (laughs) That's right. Uh, The uh, fluffy Vigilante... Uh, jumped in and just started swinging while onlookers yelled, beat his ass, beat his ass. <laughs> beat his ass, beat his ass. I didn't know the Easter Bunny was so surly. Like, I mean, if I was to ask you, PDP, who was the surliest holiday mascot you could think of? I mean, I would probably go with Santa Claus, but... You know, he does keep a list of enemies. He That's, does. It's true. And he's always spying on you, like Homeland Security. But, Very Nixonian. You know, maybe that bunny outfit just makes people hard. <laughs> I didn't know the Easter Bunny goes hard. <laughs> well, that's how they yiff. <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, there is a video. <laughs> we'll post a link to it uh, where you've got to see uh, uh, old Peter Cottontail beating the crap out of these two guys. He's The quote says, hopping mad. You see what they did there? Oh, for mm. Uh, one of the uh, the person who took the video, uh, which shows the best angle of the bunny going, uh, going at it, uh, says, quote, as you can see, the Easter rabbit has been taking boxing classes. Shit was hilarious. The <laughs> uh, yeah, fight was quickly broken up by a bystander and a bike cop from Orlando police. Uh, at the time, no one was charged in that Easter bunny tussle. Now, you see, you qualified that with at the time. What, what are you getting at? Well, hmm. I'm glad you picked up on that, Ryan, because it turns out that uh, that Easter bunny's uh, few minutes of fame cost him big time. He was actually a fugitive from New Jersey with a violent past, and uh, when he started giving uh, interviews on television, the uh, police arrested him for outstanding warrants. You mean a bar-hopping Easter rabbit that randomly gets into fights is a little bit shady? I know. From Jersey? (laughs) It's hard to believe. It's true. He's he's from New Jersey, and he has a history of armed robbery. Uh, That is crazy. It's like, we knew Santa was from the North Pole. Yeah. Now we know where the Easter Bunny's from. He's from New Jersey. Jersey. And he likes armed robbery. (laughs) Was he he packing heat in his rabbit suit? Uh, No, I don't don't think so, unless he was packing it in his rabbit pants. Uh, But um, the man... Sounds vaguely dirty. The man whose name, by the way, is 
uh, Antoine McDonald, he's 20 years old, uh, he could have uh, continued anonymous, uh, his face and identity hidden by the pink nose and tall ears of the costume. But after the video went viral, uh, he spoke to multiple media outlets, including TMZ and uh, Orlando's <laughs> WKMG. He even created an Instagram profile, Bad Bunny of 19. <laughs> uh, if you like, we're going to post some links to these videos, uh, including one with highlights of Mr. McDonald in the bunny costume throughout the night, uh, heading from bar to bar. Uh, he's got some beer funnel time here. Um, you know, there's some scenes of him hanging out the uh, uh, sunroof of his buddy's Hyundai. So, uh, yeah, it's good I mean, that's... We promise this time. Like, I know a lot of the times we say it and don't actually do it. And mm -hmm. This is probably another one of those times, but yeah, we're going to try no. this time. I have faith that this time you'll come through and post that for us. Thank you. Yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed. You know what? Why don't you delegate it to uh, to Josh, our new intern? Yeah, Josh. so Josh, get on it. Yeah, let's let's uh, see a little action. Chop chop. All right, you're buddy. not just you're not just a pretty ass. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what face? I meant face. Interesting. All right, so uh, the only thing we can do uh, to top that Florida men story, it's another Florida men story. God damn it! Yeah, that's right. This one comes from Tampa Bay, Ryan, where a uh, Matthew Joseph Aris, who's 26 years old happens to drive a 2007 white trailblazer. And why is that important? Well, uh, Matthew also installed a blue and red police uh, light bar on top of his car and uh, decided it'd be a great idea to start pulling over random people. That is never a good idea. No, not in a 2007 trailblazer. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't look very legit, I would think. Well, uh, he really was in trouble when... Um, he tried to pull over a driver who actually turned out to be an undercover detective with the sheriff's department. <laughs> what, is, uh, what does instant karma mean again? Yeah, well, I guess he found out uh, because the detective, uh, of course, recognizing that this was very unlikely to be an actual police vehicle, uh, followed uh, the man and then uh, contacted dispatchers and uh, kept the vehicle in sight until deputies arrived. When they searched the trailblazer, they found an airsoft gun in a holster that looked like a pistol and found that the man had a light bar installed at the top of his SUV. He's charged with impersonating an officer and was released on a $2,000 bond. Wow. Like, is that enough? No. Guy? <laughs> and I'm looking at his, uh, his picture. That was a hard 26 oh, years. Oh, yeah. He looks like... Um, 46. Yeah, he looks like he's in his mid-40s and has had several decades on meth. Yeah. Experienced. Yeah. Or he's from the hills of West Virginia. Uh, one of those two. Same, same. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, all right. So uh, this next story uh, also comes from Florida. And uh, I suppose you could say it's about a Florida man, Ryan. It's from Miami. That's, that's in Florida. Yep. You are correct. And uh, Ryan, I know... You're a big fan of the wrestling. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Uh, you're you probably... Know, we never talk about it on here because... Yeah. I don't know. Some of the... Uh, because it's for... Uh, it's for... Someone hates fun. It's for children and uh, it's homoerotic and... Uh, what? It's not homoerotic if they're about. wearing singlets and or tights. Boys, uh, you better put some singlets on. They're wrestling in their underwear. It's pretty homoerotic. <laughs> yeah, well, so is the gay porn you started. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's move on. What was on. the name of that? Gilligan's Byland? <laughs> Gilligan? 
No, 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 no. It's not that kind of tale. We're not going to discuss that. Hey, it was a tough time in Gainesville. We get it, buddy. You had to make your way through somehow. You got to do what you got to (laughs) do. Well, uh, since you're so familiar with wrestling, then uh, you are aware then of uh, Randy Keith Orton and his uh, RKO out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Well, uh, apparently, a young man named Gianni Sosa uh, is also a huge fan of the RKO out of nowhere. And uh, he recently attempted to perform this move on his high school (laughs) principal in the hallways of his high school. (laughs) That is so not a good idea. No, especially in this case. Like, was this kid held back a year or five? Well, uh, let's say he's still in high school and he is 18 years old. Uh, and it doesn't say anything here about him being a senior. So uh, let's not take anything guaranteed. Well, uh, he was actually arrested after that move. Uh, he made an attempt to bring down his principal with an unexpected RKO. But uh, needless to say, not very successful, as the uh, larger principal immediately put a stop to that and uh, put the kid in a, in a, uh, a chokehold. Clearly. And, uh, yeah, I don't blame the principal at all. No. Hey, PDP, you were, uh, you're a former teacher. Uh, what would your reaction be in the hallway if one of your students decided to uh, give you that RKO out of nowhere? Clothesline. <laughs> <laughs> you just take him down with a clothesline, huh? Oh, the, it looked like the principal reacted the way I would want to. Can't, can't let the kids grab you, man. No, I guess you'd never live that down if someone was actually successful. No, that. you couldn't come back. Right. Well, <laughs> uh, so you would think then that uh, Gianni Sosa... Uh, after being arrested for this move, trying to be a hero, he probably learned a lesson about when an RKO is appropriate and when it's not. <laughs> you would think, uh, unless this kid has legit learning disability, which... Well, uh, Ryan, this is another <laughs> one of those two-part stories. You know? <laughs> As many Florida stories are. <laughs> that's right. Just another, a, a few days later, uh, the young man um, entered a, uh, a fountain area at a local mall down there in Miami. And uh, Ryan, it had one of these fake alligators off to the side to give the place ambiance. Well, uh, he ripped, uh, took off his shirt, uh, jumped into the uh, fountain, and decided it was a great time to give that fake alligator the old RKO out of nowhere. Oh my God! RKO! RKO out of nowhere! But, you know, I saw the video and it was well executed. <laughs> yeah, definitely uh, when you'd say uh, plaster alligator, it uh, goes much better than when you're trying to do it to a principal who's 100 pounds bigger than you. Or a real alligator. <laughs> <laughs> Point taken. Yes. All right. Maybe yes. he's working his way up to real alligators. Maybe, oh, you have to start somewhere. Yeah. I mean, well, that's what he, like, does after high school. Yeah. I mean, you don't just start out wrestling alligators. No. 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 You give them an RKO, then you rub their belly till they fall asleep. Uh, so there's a little <laughs> tip for you. If you're ever confronted with an alligator out in the swamps of Florida... Give them an RKO and a little rub on their belly, and you're good. You're good. Yeah, yeah, you're safe. Yeah, and you know, and that's the same tip I told you. If a bear shows up while we're out hiking, that's a bear. Yeah, oh, uh-huh. yeah. I thought you said hooker. It says, oh shit, I might be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's. Uh, you know what? Let's do this. Let's do one more story from Florida. <laughs> hey, why not? Why Since not? we're on it, right? Yeah. Uh, this one comes from East Naples, Florida. Uh, where a family was uh, settling down for a happy Thursday night when a man demanded entrance (laughs) into their house 
and when refused, when warned that they were armed, uh, stripped naked and took a giant dump in their backyard. <laughs> I mean, that's an ultimatum. Let me in, or I'm shitting back here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what else? How else are you going to respond to the uh, threat of deadly force? Shit in your yard. Yeah. You left me with no choice. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't seem like a wise decision. I mean, I understand clearly some poor choices were made leading up to this. Yes. But when they tell you that they are armed and you need to go away, uh, stripping naked and taking a dump in their yard is not probably the safest way to proceed. But you know what? He baffled them. Oh, he, oh for he, they sure. They were so confused. They didn't know whether they should shoot him or... Clean up. Yeah. <laughs> Bring him some toilet paper. <laughs> Uh, that is pretty confused. Yeah, that is pretty confused. <laughs> so I can't help but notice in this link here, three naked women applying lotion at a Florida rest stop lead deputies on a chase. We're just going to follow that <laughs> yeah. real fast. Get a detour here. Oh, what's the worst thing get out? <laughs> and check that out because I cannot pass this up. All right. Uh, three women who are applying suntan lotion publicly while naked at a Florida rest stop led police on a 21-mile chase drove a car at a deputy, and threatened another deputy with a bat. <laughs> now, are these the type of women... No, wait, this is Florida. State city? That's South Florida, right? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. no, these are not the women you want to see naked. No. Each other up. <laughs> these are not the robot men. <laughs> yeah, you may have in your mind a picture of young... Um, young jiggly girls uh, naked yeah. and rubbing lotion on themselves, as I usually do. Mm-hmm. But I can just tell you this is probably not the case uh, at this point. So uh, the women were at this rest stop uh, nude, uh, rubbing lotion on each other. <laughs> when a deputy approached them, they started dressing. Uh, they said they'd been staying in a relative's home, but went to the rest stop after a disagreement and had nowhere else to go. And they claimed they were air drying after washing up. <laughs> air drying right yeah because when you get in an argument with your family you go to a rest stop you fucking get naked oil each other up, up yeah and, and then air dry air dry step one uh and then don't forget <laughs> that's when they jump in a car and take off leading a hot pursuit for 21 miles the women were eventually caught and they are facing charges for aggravated assault on the law enforcement officer resisting arrest and fleeing to elude and indecent exposure well, that tells you how old they are. Yeah. Indecent exposure. See, if it was decent exposure... N- no arrest is made. No. <laughs> decent exposure. That's when the cop looks at him and goes, decent. Decent. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this last story, Ryan, uh, we'll, we'll get away from Florida for a minute. Oh, we're thank go- God. Yep, that's right. And we're going to go to a land down under. Australia? That's right. Uh, not Ireland, as you claimed in a previous podcast. <laughs> so, uh, if, uh, someone made poor travel arrangements due to us. Uh, we apologize. <laughs> well, imagine getting off the plane. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Angry Mason Ryan led me astray. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, this one comes from Perth. Perth. I actually been there. Okay. Excellent. Well, uh, Perth, Australia, of course, has McDonald's, and a McDonald's customer in Australia. You know, actually, in the side, quick mm-hmm. side, they have Burger King as well. Oh, but they call oh. it Hungry Jack. Ew. Yeah. Okay. It's the same food. Oh yeah. Okay. They call it a Whopper. Oh, they call it a Whopper, especially when I was there. 
Wait, what? <laughs> a McDonald's customer in Perth says she was, quote, sickened to find her two-year-old daughter stuck a used condom she found at the chain in her mouth. Oh, Jesus. Happy meal. The little girl's mom uh, said her daughter now requires STD testing after the incident. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the quote from her says, I don't know how it happened, but when my husband next looks at her, she's sucking on a black condom. <laughs> I ran into the bathroom, washed her mouth and hands, and came out and gave her a drink. Uh, <laughs> now, the obvious question is, was it used when she found it? <laughs> oh, no. I hope so. I'm saying I hope so. That's kind of fucked up, if not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, the mother describes it, quote, as a used condom. Apparently, it came from the ball pit. That's uh, not what the ball pit is for. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the name. It's not what you do. Yeah, they but have to change the name. Someone, someone got carried they away. They need to change the name. <laughs> they need to change the name. Yeah, maybe People they should. are confused. There, maybe there's another place out there in Australia called the ball pit. Yeah, oh. no, it's called the no condom pit in your case. <laughs> <laughs> the condom pit. This is the no condom pit? Yeah. This is the condom pit. Barebacking. They're going to have to put up a sign that has like a used condom with like a cross through it or something. Like, no. Just in case you were thinking about it, no condoms no. here. No, if you're going to fucking hear it's going to be risky. That's right. <laughs> you're endangering any small you're children. getting it all okay. over the balls. With your STD. Ryan, uh, I think you've, uh, you, you mentioned you've visited Australia before. I wasn't so much of a visit as I was forced to be there, but I made the most of it, and it was pretty awesome. I was in the Navy at the time. Did you ever eat at a McDonald's? I did eat at a Hungry Jack. Mm. I don't think that's the same. No, that's Burger King. Yeah, so yeah. you were nowhere near a ball pit, is what we're saying. No, God Ooh. no. That well, was like 20, shit, it's even close to 30 years ago now. Oh, so they probably cleaned it at least once or twice since then. I would hope. Right. Okay. All right. So, you know, we've been talking about all these salty sea stories and your guys' career in the Navy, that sort of thing. Uh, would you say that was your favorite place that you've ever visited? Uh, as far as in the Navy, yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I lost my heart and some genetic material in Perth, Australia. Oh, yeah. Wow. Is there a lost love pining for you in Australia now? Uh, I hope not. Because he probably did not age well. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're worried about, huh? Yeah, well, that and back child support. Yeah, 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 all the tiny sailors out there uh, just uh, looking for Papa. Yeah, yeah they're probably full-grown men by now. Yeah, so my ass. that was your favorite place. <laughs> yeah, Australian. That was your favorite place to visit in the Navy. What was your, the favorite place you've ever visited then? I would have to say Mishkol's Hungry. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't think that would be on your list. What was so great about it? Well, the story is uh, when I was in high school, my mother, her husband at the time, our Aunt Ruby and my grandfather, my mom's father, mm -hmm. we all went on a European trip where we started off in Munich. It's amazing. And then, yeah, then we went to uh, Innsbruck in the Alps. Did you have wacky adventures like in European vacation? Look, it's Big make... Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to make that happen, but uh, uh, yeah. It's disappointing. Mm. But yeah, uh, went to Mishkols, and the reason we went to Mishkols is my grandfather's uh, father's name before it became anglicized was Mishkolsky. And turns out that uh, his ancestor was a, a high up general in the Austro-Hungarian Empire. So they were like, fuck it, we're gonna name the second biggest city after you, bud. Oh. Yeah. 
So uh, we visited wow. there. The locals didn't understand why. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't receive you like the royalty that you are. No, no. But, uh, I mean, they were pretty cool, you know? I mean, mm -hmm. I didn't understand any of the language or, mm -hmm. you know, and the, the food was different. I literally ate Wiener Schnitzel the entire time. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Oh, that's uh, breaded veal. Oh. Yeah, I eat veal. Fuck you. I thought it was a dog. <laughs> I thought it was a dog breed. <laughs> I think that's true. I think that's right. <laughs> Sounds legit. Yeah. But uh, the weirdest thing is after our vacation there, um, remember Dave Thomas, founder of Wendy's? Yeah. Yes. They had an advertising campaign back in back then where he's like visiting all these different cities. And one of the ones he visited was Mishkol's Hungry. I'm like, what the fuck? Dave Thomas is here? Yeah. It's amazing. It is. All right. Did he have his little red-headed daughter with him? I don't think so. That's probably I don't think she was very little, if you look at her now. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, what about you, PDP? <laughs> you've been all over the world. Uh, what's the favorite place you've ever visited? Amsterdam. I went there probably nine, ten years ago with my wife. So just a beautiful city. The awesome. architecture is awesome. Um, museums and, you know, just the free sort of lifestyle of that part of Europe. So did you get into any wacky hijinks while you were there? No, not really. We did mostly tourist stuff. No, PDP, did you get it? High jinks? Oh, we yeah, got, oh, we did get into those high jinks. Right. <laughs> I mean, if you're We in took Amsterdam. in, we had the full experience. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Good. Oh, so you sat in the window like a uh, like a prostitute and sold oh. yourself to passersby? Mm -hmm. Well, not the full experience. <laughs> oh, you dialed that back pretty fast. But that is an interesting area. There, like, you can get a very up close and personal view of the prostitutes. There, there is an alleyway that is only made for one person to be in, and these prostitutes stand in front of the door, so you almost brush up against them. So, of course, that is part of the tourist experience rather than actually partaking in any sort of sex act is you walk down this, like it's even said in guidebooks to do this. So we, we did it and you get really close. It's kind of funny. Oh, you do everything the guidebook tells you, huh? Yeah. Oh, and your wife went along with, with this too. Oh yes, yes, yes. And you explained it like, we're going to go down this alleyway and some prostitutes are going to rub their breast on me. Yes. Oh, I, I read this part out in the guidebook mm -hmm. on the plane to her. Excellent. See if Bobby Kraft would have just gone there. Yeah. <laughs> would have yeah. made more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then head into that Jack Shack in Jupiter, Florida. It's the Jack Shack. <laughs> it's a little low. No, square. stop that. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you know, I haven't been around the world like you guys had uh, and, uh, you know, and seen as much as you have, but uh, I did get to take a week and spend it in Iceland. And uh, that was pretty amazing there. Oh, did you bring back any ice? I did not. Yeah, no. apparently that We melts. have that here, too. Yeah. Well, why, where were same. you? It's I spent a lot of same. money on that trip. Well, I'll tell you, that was a, it was a trip for my wife's birthday. It was something she's always wanted to do. I went along with it, uh, you know, just to make her happy, really. But I have to say that when we got there, I had the time of my life. It was, a, it was really an amazing adventure. We, um, we saw volcanoes. Uh, we uh, hiked on a glacier. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. We saw the the black beaches. Wow, that, that is cool—a volcano and a glacier. Yeah, uh, I hiked on a That's glacier cool. in a rainstorm, actually. Wow, uh, which uh, wasn't the the most pleasant thing, but at least uh, I can say I did it. 
Yeah, and when he came back, you were calling people Fookers. What was that about? <laughs> That's true. But while we were there, uh, was when the economic crisis was going on, and uh, it seemed like every driver or tour guide that we had let us know how angry the people there were with their government and their bankers. Uh, and so we'd say something about a bank, and they go, oh, those Fookers. <laughs> and, uh, they'd go, and then there would go a 10-minute rant uh, about their government. But, you know, the crazy thing there is, guys, uh, if they don't like their president, they just uh, pick it outside in front of his house, <laughs> uh, which is like, right there in Reykjavik. You can walk right up to it. And uh, and then he just resigns, and they and they put somebody else in there. That's great. Now, that's direct democracy. A couple boos and you're out. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Boo yeah. that man! And uh, back then, it was a lot more than just a few boos. It was a uh, it was it was almost a little bit of a revolution. So, uh, but I have to tell you that the the really the coolest part was seeing some of the locations where Game of Thrones was filmed. So the second episode just aired. We uh, watched it together on uh, Sunday night. It was pretty, yeah, we did. It was, was pretty fun. amazing, right? And uh, since the last time we discussed Game of Thrones, the first episode uh, also aired. So um, I guess we could give our general thoughts on both episodes. But let's go ahead and start with the obvious thing that I know you really want to talk about, Ryan. And that is the sex scene with Arya. Why are you putting this on me? Uh, I just know that you uh, have mentioned it a few times and I thought you were excited <laughs> to bring it up during the podcast. That's all. So no, go ahead. I, the only uh, thing... Give us your feelings on the Aria sex scene. Go. Uh, my actual reaction was towards PDP. Mm -hmm. well, with one of the P stands for prude. And he's like, oh, damn. Is this girl? Should she be doing this? Well, I still have that connection. You know what I mean? From like the first season. You know, I know right. that she's killed all of these people and her character has aged since season one, but I still have that like sort of emotional connection to the 12, 13 year old girl. She's obviously not, but seeing her, you know, become a woman and take charge was a little jarring. And the actress is older. She's like 22, even if the character is like 18 or so, something yeah. like or 17, even something like that. But I had the same uh, the same feeling. Uh, as much as I was uh, enthusiastic about uh, Daenerys uh, being naked toward the beginning of the series, I was a little off-put by that whole scene. There, it was it was just it was just odd to me and not uh, not really sexy. Well, you know, if you can take a staff to the face and getting blinded and uh, being hunted, you can take a dick. All right. Oh, yeah. well, true. Yeah. And she actually took it. Yeah. She's like, She's I'm like, getting this. You don't have a choice. No. What's happening? It might. I mean, if you're if you're if you're Gendry, uh, Gendry, do you really argue with her? You saw what she did with those uh, those dragon glass spear tips, right? Oh yeah. No, I'd do what she says. Of course. Take my pants off. Yeah, exactly. Why why would you stop? So, um, you know, overall, these first two episodes have been a lot of setup, uh, we, mm -hmm. but we have got to see a lot of characters who haven't been together in a long time, or we haven't seen in a while, finally get together. Uh, guys, any one of them in particular that were your favorites or stood out? Of course, you know, Arya and John getting back together. Uh, yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. In the moment that uh, he, he told her the news, right? Yeah. Right. And then, of course, uh, Sansa and Daenerys. That's an interesting yeah. dichotomy mm -hmm. there. For sure. Now, yeah, you mentioned that. That was one of my favorite scenes of the episode. 
because uh, they were actually doing things that characters would do. Right. Yeah. Daenerys decided, hey, I'm going to come in here and we'll have an actual conversation mm-hmm. and see if I can get this girl on my side. Yeah, she's going to try and sweet talk her, it seemed like. And it seemed like it was working. But then it's all about, what about the North? What about, what about the, the North? North? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, and I've been telling everyone, keep an eye out for her, for yeah. Sansa, because honestly, I, I believe when Littlefinger died, she took his place as the most conniving uh, person in the in the show, I well, think she, yeah, she has an outside sure. chance of yeah. of doing something herself. Mm-hmm. Well, she's almost an amalgam of Cersei and Littlefinger. Oh, you know, for sure, two influences. Yeah, and a little bit of Tyrion. Yeah. So what are she's the learned, odds? Yeah, she's learned from all of those relationships yeah. she's yeah. had with all like three different type of men. She's taken something from each of them. And if you just look at the aesthetics of the way she dresses, oh sure, from the all you know first and... season where she's wearing sky blue dresses to you know, now where she looks like she's uh, like hardcore queen. goth. Yeah. yeah. So are they trying to tell us something? Because I thought that she was dressing a lot like Cersei, like in the last couple of episodes. So does this change your mind about maybe her as a black horse to be the one who ends up on the throne at the end? Oh, that's a good question. That I is don't a know. good question. I don't know. Everyone else may just kill each other, uh, you know, or there might be one left and she uh, is the one who, who takes them out. You know, I think things are going to be so crazy that we're not going to be able to really predict how the show ends. First off, if you think it's going to have a happy ending, you have not been paying attention. That is true. No, that's true. PDP, were there any of those character pairings or interactions that stood out for you? Yeah, my favorite was Bran. And everyone. No, Bran and everyone. Good um, old stone-faced Bran. Yep, and Jamie Lannister. Yes, when he showed up at the end of that episode and that, turned that was the great. look on his face, yeah, uh, when he saw Bran there was kind of priceless. It was. He never ratted him. He never ratted no, him out. He didn't. He just said the things you do for love. Yep. Just to let him know, I remember that. I didn't yeah. like black it out or something. Yeah. But it was amazing to see Jamie Lannister's face, like when he noticed when he great saw him in the in the wheelchair. He's like, oh, very talented actor. Yeah, yeah that's what that one is. of the greatest character transformations as well. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, yeah, for the, sure. Maybe the best arc I've seen. So, uh, you know, I, I agree. And, it's, with and you. it has seemed natural, his arc. Absolutely. Because you have seen those other parts of his personality, even when he was the the greatest of the villains, you know what I mean? In the yeah. beginning, first couple episodes of the first season. Oh, like season one, I'm like, oh, I hope someone takes this. Oh, yeah, out. yeah. I think uh, there were, there were I think, two favorite things for me. Uh, Ari is my favorite character. And so seeing her interact with anybody pretty much makes me happy, especially mm-hmm. if she hasn't seen in a while. And the constant trend everyone has to underestimate her, of course, uh, is, is pretty awesome. Uh, and then the second one I liked was seeing uh, Jamie and, um, and Brienne. Uh, oh, yeah, that was a Seeing good one. that scene together where he knights her, uh, it just came so authentic to me. And that look, that big smile that she gives near the end of that scene, but uh, I have to tell you, it gives me a real fear for those two characters in the next episode. You know, I actually didn't really care for that part. Like, Really? Yeah. I mean, it just kind of felt heavy-handed. And uh, actually, the person who stole that scene, Tormund Giants Bane. Oh, for sure. <laughs> With the milk. Oh, my yeah. God. That guy's great. Oh, he's the best. Well, I get, I get that. And I think for pure comedic relief, that was great. But I found that scene... Uh, maybe it started off flipping. Oh, I'll knight you here, right? Uh, but considering how far she's come across this whole show, and that is really the 
dream that she's had her whole life is to be a knight. Finally, mm-hmm. uh, I, I just found it pretty, I found it authentic. But, yeah. Um, so that leads me then to the last question. Any theories we have, uh, you know, or deaths we think that are almost certain in the next episode. Uh, and I'll start off by saying two of them. Uh, there's no way Jamie and her live both. I think they either both die together or one sacrifices themselves to save the other one. Oh, shit's going down next episode, for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know if you can bet on anyone really surviving. I think uh, highest odds I've got to have is John and, and, and Daenerys surviving. Yeah, just because they can roll out on fucking dragons. And, 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 oh, yeah. it's going bad. Let's yeah. get the hell out of here. Yeah. And even if they're on the same dragon, if yeah. one goes down, right? And I can't imagine both of those live. John already died, like we said yes. earlier. Yeah. He's a Zora High reborn. That's right. He's a... Uh, a Fire blight, then, or something. Fire white. Fire white. Fire yeah. white. As opposed to the ice whites that yeah. the rest of them are. Okay. Um, Same so, as Beric Dundarian. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, which I, who I think is pretty much doomed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Along with the Hound. Yeah. And uh, Theon is definitely going to die. Oh, yeah. He's oh, definitely. I think Brian. he'll be the first one. Theon? So? Yeah. Well, I mean, all he's done is present himself to, like, okay, I'll be the shield. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. repair my name or whatever. Yeah. He's tef- definitely on his way. I mean, the writing is on the wall for him. I mean, yeah. I guess if you want to go against expectations, he's the only one that lives, right? But <laughs> I think uh, I, think I think he's pretty doomed. I think everyone in the crypts gets wiped out. Like all of them? Yeah, of them. yeah. Uh, so there is a popular theory. They're all hiding in a crypt full of dead Starks. Uh, does the Night King come and raise all the dead Starks and those that, murders everyone in the that's crypt? That's what like, I'm yeah, thinking, yeah. That's what I'm thinking, too. Well, who's down there? We know... Um, uh, Various is down there, and uh, we know from those uh, teasers that we had at some point, Arya's down there. Tyrion's down there. Tyrion's Tyrion. down there. Gilly. Gilly and the, and the baby and Sam. Yeah. So you think all of those people are done for? Done. I think that they I, all get attacked and most of them die. I, I think at least a couple survive. I think there. Tyrion lives because he doesn't have a strong bond with any other character. I think a lot of people will be very disappointed if he doesn't get to continue after We have to hear about his... He, he has to have a plan to redeem himself before he bites it. Yeah. You've By, seen many other characters plan to redeem themselves already played out. That's right. Right, you know, coming up to this next episode. That's My theory happened. is Arya wears either Tyrion's or Jamie's face. Oh! And goes Cersei. All right, now, I like that. that. Been a popular I like theory that. for some time. I like because, that. Because uh, if you think about it, even if they do survive this fight with the Night King, which is questionable, uh, if they can defeat him, that's great. But I can't imagine episode three, the Night King is defeated, and that's it. No, oh my, that? no I would feel a little... Well, cheated. Yeah. Even if it is an hour and a half long battle that he dies in, you know, I got to think that it continues. So then they escape with part of Danny's army, uh, right, left, and maybe a dragon or two remaining. And then Cersei's got all those mercenaries to the south, it seems mm-hmm. to me their only hope would be to take Cersei out with a assassin wearing someone else's face. Yeah, right. true. But um, again, I have the advantage of having read the books and know what the Golden Company does in the books. So I'm not going to... No spoilers. No I'm spoilers. It's just, of course, things may not be what they appear. I see. Okay. Well, and that's really the rule for this whole show, right? We probably... All of our theories are probably wrong, and they're going to yeah. hit us from the from the. Like when you first started watching it, you're like, "Oh, Sean Bean's character isn't going to die." Oh, fuck, he died. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, I kept waiting up until literally the moment his head fell off yeah. for something someone, to happen. Oh, someone yeah. was going to save him. 
like at the last second. Like that would be it, right? Like yeah, there's no way he's gonna die no, in episode eight because he was easily the moral compass. So you're like, how is you know already? Yeah. And then you're like, who's the character now? Who, mm -hmm. who am I following? What we didn't know at the time is that it was a whole cast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All people we were gonna watch become the characters we like, and you could find some connection with so many different characters. Yeah. Who was your favorite? And I know the the series isn't over yet, but who is your favorite non-villain to have been killed off? Like for me, it was mm. uh, Lady Stark. Like mm. after she got her throat slit, I was like, you know what? I'm cool with this. <laughs> it was um, Rob Stark. Yeah, yeah. I, I was okay with him. I liked yeah. Rob Stark too. I thought the actor did a good job. Yeah, I thought he did good, but when he died, I wasn't really upset about. I mean, I was surprised. Yeah. Right. But that whole thing he had to deal with, uh, and he throws everything away because he falls in love with the French but girl or whatever. What about the characters that kind of are? I mean, I always liked Littlefinger. I didn't really think of him as a villain, you know, per se. Oh, he definitely was. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was. I mean, how many people I liked died him. because of him? Well, a lot. <laughs> Most of uh, all of them, including in... Ned. Right. Yeah. I mean, really. Yeah, that he pulled those strings. So yeah, I take it back. He was definitely a villain. <laughs> <laughs> I just liked him. I don't like to like the village. Well, that's the thing that about this the story that makes it great. The heroes die just as heinously as the villains. Die. Yep, exactly. All right, so we can look forward to episode three uh, coming up this week, and it's going to be intense, I think. Uh, yeah, so everyone prepare yourselves. Uh, put your diapers on. There's going to be a lot of pants pooping. Whoa, happening. what? <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. You <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, uh, PDP, we talked about some of our favorite places around the world, uh, and uh, Game of Thrones is a is a you know one of the best tales going on, the best TV shows I think that have ever been on TV. Uh, but you've got your own stories to tell us. Would you regale us with another salty sea story? Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip that started from this topic point aboard this tiny ship. So this one takes place in Virginia Beach, Virginia. This was the summertime. So Virginia Beach has a really popular strip where it's many bars, clubs, and restaurants all facing the ocean. So in the summertime, it is packed with students from multiple universities around Virginia and Virginia Beach, as well as all the servicemen from the multitude of military bases in and around Virginia. So I'd gone out like most times when you're in the military with a group of people and got separated from some as, you know, we're like making our way kind of like a beer crawl. And my friend John Hawks and I stumble out of one and we are uh, intoxicated and it's probably two thirty, three in the morning. These bars are shutting down. He starts talking to some girls, some other college kids starts yelling at him then he's yelling, then I'm, I don't even know why the yelling is happening, but hey, if people are yelling, I want to yell too. So I start yelling, and then next thing you know, a, a Virginia Beach policeman pulls over, it's in a big van, those paddy wagons, and just starts pushing everybody up against the closest wall, frisks us, throws us all in the back, arrests us, takes us to the Virginia Beach police station, but because we were in the military, instead of booking us, you know, they separate us in, our, in a holding cell separated from the civilian population that's going to be arrested. And then in the next morning, they'll release you to the um, 
MPs. To the MPs who will well, take nice who will take not, you back uh, to your not boat. to arrest you twice, sort of. Thing. Yes, I think it's just for them to save paperwork. The amount of people in the military that they're Makes arresting. Yeah. So they throw us, they throw myself and John Hawks into the cell with a person who has been arrested who is in the army, and he was already in the cell for it looked like a couple hours. He had no clothes on. <laughs> he had no. I mean, he had underwear on. He had no shirt no pants he's yelling at the police from our cell the jail you know the the policeman working right outside you know right outside the jail the guys that take you in I don't you know so as he's yelling he looks at us and you know he's like talking about how strong he is he starts doing push-ups <laughs> he, he hits his face on the metal uh toilet chips a tooth and blood starts running out of his mouth. Oh, damn. Now he starts screaming, right? So the police officer's like, hey, shut up. If you don't shut up, I'm going to arrest you for real and put you in the holding cell with all the civilians. So this just pisses this guy off even more. He starts yelling even louder. I'm getting nervous. I don't even want to make eye contact with this guy in case he decides to uh, direct his anger and frustrations at me. So then as I'm wa- just kind of watching him out of the corner of my eye, he gets up to the bars. Pulls his freaking cocking balls out of his underwear, sticks <laughs> sticks it through the bars, and tells the fucking police to suck his dick. <laughs> While blood is coming out of his mouth. So did they? Or- oh no, no. They like what direction does this go? Oh my gosh. They rip the cell the, the jail cell open. They cuff him again. They haul him off. We hear them yelling at him. I mean, I didn't see him again, so I'm assuming they arrested him as a civilian. You know, and put him in with the civilian. So what holding. happens then? He, he gets charged as a civilian, has to appear at a court date, and then he also gets in trouble with the military. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So much for double jeopardy. Yeah. So in my case, they just wait till the sun up, wait till the sun comes up, then take you back to your boat. But they oh. do it in handcuffs. Oh no! Right. So I get let up the gangplank in handcuffs, so my hands are behind my back, and I cannot formally request permission to come aboard. And because of that situation, I was immediately put into a drug and alcohol prevention program. So at level two, oh, so you like there's skip, only three levels. <laughs> you like skip kindergarten. Exactly. <laughs> They're like, we looked at you, and uh, buddy, you don't belong in the beginner class. No, <laughs> no. That sucks. So what happened to you then? You just get like a little bit of a reprimand, a slap on the wrist. Oh no, I had to go and complete a drug and alcohol prevention course. Okay. I was in this program for the rest of the time I was in the military. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yep. And I had to do a lot of extra, you know, work on um, restriction work. What do they have you like peeling potatoes or something like that? Um, picking up cigarette buds on the pier. Right. <laughs> yep. Oh, gee, that's an endless task. Oh, it is. Find some bullshit for you to do to punish you. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's it's humiliating work as the people that, you know, on your board are getting off, on the boat are getting off for the day, walking past you, laughing as you're picking up cigarette butts. (laughs) How did picking up cigarette butts keep you from drinking again? It did not. Yeah, did that uh, alcohol awareness class uh, have an effect on your drinking habits the rest of your No, not at all. Not at all. In I'm fact, I got drunk with a lot of those people I met in the drug and alcohol prevention class. Nice. At least now you knew who the people were to party with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so everybody in this room parties hard. Yes. <laughs> Let's do this. Yes. <laughs> These guys are experienced. Oh, no, man. in fact, the next time I came back from being out to sea, which was only a couple weeks later because we were doing sea trials, there was this bar called O'Sullivan's Wharf, and they had, this was their everyday special all day long. A dollar seventy-five. You got a shot and a draft beer. 
Goddamn. So the next time, yeah, we get back. um, There was like five of us, and we were the first table and the last table. So we were intoxicated. But I thought, man, I can drive home. So I'm driving home. All the highways in Virginia, there's a a toll to get off. But there wasn't a gate. It's one of those old ones where it's just a a bin. And you you put the correct amount in, and then you keep going. If you don't put the correct amount, the little yellow light flashes. So I'm intoxicated. I just throw a whole handful of change at this thing. Yeah. Keep driving. The freaking yellow light starts flashing, but I'm laughing. I'm like, as long as there's not a policeman behind me, who the fuck cares? Uh-huh. The two cars behind me was a policeman. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. So he pulls us over, of course, asks us the question, how many beers have you had? I'm like, oh. one, you know. Ask the passenger, how many have you had? Two. Ask the guy in the back, three. He looks, he's like, I can smell the amount of beer. Yeah. So he gets us out, gives me the field sobriety test. I don't, I, I guess it was like right on the line, whether he could tell I was intoxicated or drunk. So he asked me to give me, give him my uh, driver's license, and he calls a tow truck. And he's like, I'm holding your driver's license until the tow truck gets here, and then he's going to tow your truck back to the base. So I'm like, all right, well, this is better than getting arrested. Sounds so good. So he gets a phone call in, gives uh-huh. me my license back. He's like, I can't wait here with you. You know, he had to leave for some emergency. So he leaves. I wait for the tow truck. I have the tow truck tow us back to O'Sullivan's Wharf. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Then we took a cab several hours later back to the boat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I felt like we got a twofer on that one. I think we did. I think we did. Thank you, PDP. You know, this is, uh, it's kind of these salty sea stories. It's kind of like your thing. Uh, sort of like when Ryan has his rants. Well, you know, Dan, I actually have some thoughts on that. You gotta be fucking kidding me. You gotta be fucking kidding me. 25 episodes in, and I'm the rant guy, right? Because, anger. Well, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm actually uh, feeling pretty content right now. What? I'm in Colorado. I'm hanging out with my best friends. Experiencing that Rocky Mountain. No, 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 no. Hell no. Hell no. Counterpoint. You gotta be fucking kidding me. That's bullshit, Ryan. Just because you're on vacation, you think you could take an episode off and not yell at the microphone? This is episode 25, and the angry Mason Nation demands an angry rant. You're just going to blow off your obligation because you've been on a rocky mountain high for a week? You do the rants. I do the editing. That's how this arrangement works. You want to take an episode off from ranting? Okay. Uh, Do I get to take an episode off from editing? Hell no. Well, then you better get pissed and shout some insane things. Too sweet, motherfucker. Hey, I want to holler some loud, funny words. Counterpoint. You got to be fucking kidding me. You're content because you flew out here first class. Meanwhile, I'm in coach in the last fucking seat eating dry ass fucking pretzels while you have your mouth filled with tandoori chicken that another passenger cut up for you all while drinking jackson cokes fuck that now i'm ranting that's a brick of truth to your face courtesy of the angry masons You see what happens, Ryan? You see what happens when you don't do your job? That's what you get. Wow, I uh, I feel less content now. <laughs> now I bet you feel like a rant. Okay. Well, it's too late, motherfucker. We already took care of that for you. Oh, I got more rants in me, goddamn. All right, well, this is only episode 25, Ryan. 
Uh, I'm sure we can get a couple hundred more in, uh, you know, before that unicorn shows up. You know, I'll rant as long as I'm mildly insane. Mildly. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to stop it. No. So uh, everyone can look forward to playing more Grants <laughs> in the future. Well, that's about all we've got for you from Grand Junction, Colorado. So uh, thanks for visiting me, guys. It's been a great time this week. I've really enjoyed it. It's been awesome. You've been a great host. Uh, your wife has been great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we even had a Sammy from Miami sighting. It was like seeing Bigfoot. It was. It, it was. was like seeing Bigfoot. It was, although he disappeared quickly. So I don't know if he was arrested or uh, went back on the lamb or in witness protection or what. I don't or know what went happened to there. wherever Bigfoot goes. Yeah. You know what? It's best we don't know. It, it, it probably is. Well, everyone, uh, if you have something to say about the Angry Masons or uh, about Grand Junction, Colorado and the single strip club here, then you can <laughs> leave a comment, facebook.com slash angrymasons. Maybe send us an email, angrymasons at catlover.com. Uh, catlover. <laughs> Catch us on Twitter at angrymasons. You can download new episodes from soundcloud.com at soundcloud.com slash angrymasons. You can also catch us on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and, of course, iTunes. And uh, we've also got uh, a big shout-out to our honorary Angry Mason, Josh, who's our new intern. I'm sure right now he's getting to work on that list of things we sent him over. That's right. He better if he wants his no pay. That's right. Uh, don't <laughs> want think your no pay or not. <laughs> don't think we won't reduce your no pay to less than no pay. You'll be paying us to be your intern soon. So uh, you better shape up there pretty quick. So thanks again, everybody from Colorado. See ya. Peace. When he first came to the mountains, his life was far away. On the road, hanging by a song. But the string's already broken, and he doesn't really care. It keeps changing fast, and it don't last for long. Rocky Mountain High